Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. When some life event occurs, let's say a car accident, there are various views on what happened. You can ask four different people that saw the accident occur, and you will most likely get four different stories. That's called perspective. When I'm viewing a house, I see one side of it. Someone on the other side sees the other side, and someone on each of the ends sees uh, from that end. There's four different perspectives there. Perspective is important, and it is extremely important in the life of a Christ follower. We are studying through the book of 1 Peter, and we are reminded that while we're here on this earth, those of us that are Christ followers, we are indeed aliens. That's what Peter called the group that he was writing to. Now, of course, they were aliens in a political sense. They were running from persecution. They were in a country that was not their own country. They weren't citizens there, but they were living among the citizens. So they were aliens in that sense, but they were also aliens in the sense that they have another country, a permanent home called heaven, and they weren't there yet. They were living among non-believers. They were aliens. And we are aliens, those of us that are Christ followers today. We are are on our way to our permanent home, and one day we'll get there. In the meantime, we live on this earth. And living on this earth means that we need to keep the right perspective. We've come to 1 Peter chapter 4. We're looking at verses 1 to 6 today, and we're going to see what that right perspective is as Peter writes here in the inspired Word of God. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1 says, Therefore, since Christ has suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same purpose, because he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. I'm going to stop right there with verse 1, and we're going to see what that means. Therefore, and as I've reminded you more than once on this podcast, anytime you see therefore, it's there for a reason. And it's referring back to chapter 3, which is just finished talking about Christ's suffering. Verse 18 says, For Christ also died for sins, once for all, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit. Now, verse 4, Therefore, since Christ has suffered and literally it means suffered death in the flesh. Jesus died in the flesh. He died. And then it goes on to say, arm yourselves also with the same purpose. What is that same purpose? That same purpose is we need to be willing to suffer and even to the point of death. Arm yourselves. That's an interesting uh, word there, arm. And it's it refers to preparing for battle. Now that reminds me of a passage that I'd like to go back and read, and, and maybe one day I'll do a series of uh, podcasts on this passage. Ephesians chapter 6. You might want to mark it in your Bible and go read it for yourself at some point in the game. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 to 18 say this, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, 
but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. And so there we see who the enemy is. It's not humans. It is, it is the devil and his demonic forces. Verse 13 says, Therefore, since we do have all of that going on, take up the full armor of God, so that you will be able to resist in the evil day, and having done everything to stand, stand firm. Therefore, having girded your loins with truth, there's, there's the first part of your uh, armor, truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, holy living, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. And so there is just a quick snapshot of what Peter may have had in mind when he said, arm yourselves with the same purpose. Be ready to go into battle, and the way we're ready to go into battle is not with weapons of the flesh, but with those things that were just mentioned in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 18. Be prepared for, for, for that. And then the scripture goes on to say, let me read this again, therefore, since Christ has also suffered death in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same purpose, because he who has suffered death in the flesh has ceased from sin and that ceased from sin there the verb is in the perfect tense in the original language which means it is a permanent cessation uh, it is an eternal ceasing from sin once we have died you know once we have died the good news is this we're in the presence of Jesus and we're forever forever parted from sin and we cease from sin that's something that we've got to, re to to remember and so here in verse one the first thing that we need to remember to keep the right perspective is to prepare for suffering even death and realize that even if death comes even if death comes it is uh, freedom from sin and then verse 2 says this, So as to live the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. And so here, the next perspective is live for the will of God. So as to live for the rest of the time in the flesh. That's the balance of our lives. From this point forward, uh, yesterday is gone. But from this point forward, we live the rest of our time uh, knowing that we're going to one day be set free from sin forever. But we live no longer for the lusts of men, the lusts of the flesh, the lusts of men. And there are all kinds. We could enumerate all of them. It's not just sexual lust, but lust for power, lust for fame, uh, lust for things, and, and so on and so forth. Don't live that way, but live for the will of God. And there is the second perspective. Live for the will of God. And what is the will of God? It is what is revealed in God's Word. That's why you're listening to this podcast. And that's why you open the Word and read the Word for yourself. You want to find out what God's will is. And it's explicit. It's, it is in black and white. It's right there in the Word of God. There are principles that uh, we live by uh, to live righteous and holy lives. Live for the will of God, no longer for our own lusts of the flesh. Verse 3. 
says this, for the time already passed is sufficient for you to have carried out the desire of the Gentiles or the unbelievers. Having pursued a course of sensuality, lusts, drunkenness, carousing, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. And so he says this, uh, remember... Remember what you've been forgiven of and set free from. The time has already passed. All of those things are in the past. And it's good sometimes to look up in the rearview mirror. And I want to explain what I mean by that. You know, when you're driving a car, there's the windshield. It is huge. It's what we look out most of our time going forward. But occasionally we glance up in the rearview mirror to see what is behind us to keep perspective, to know what's going on back there. And and that's what he's saying here. You know, uh, remember that you have been forgiven. The time has passed. You can take a glance into the rearview mirror. You don't stare back there. You've been forgiven. You don't let it be held over your head. It's gone. It's forgiven. You're freed from that. But remember, you used to be there, but you are not there anymore. And that's the perspective that we've got to understand uh, we don't we are not bound by sin anymore you know a sinner does what he naturally is inclined to do he sins you cannot blame a sinner for sinning a sinner is going to sin uh, he, and and that's that's all he's inclined that way but when we come to Christ we're forgiven of that sin and we're set free from the power of that sin that means we no longer have to sin do we slip in sin yes we do we're still in this flesh we're 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 freed from the penalty of sin as as we're forgiven we're freed from the power of sin we don't have to sin and one day when we get to heaven we'll be freed from the presence of sin so uh so the sin is still here the temptation are still here and and in the weakness of the flesh we fall prey to the temptation we still sin but the power of sin is broken in our lives by the power of God so remember what you've been forgiven of and set free from that is the perspective that Peter's given us here and then in verse 4 he says in all this they are surprised that you do not run with them into the same excesses of dissipation and they malign you uh, here it is. The, the, the scriptures say that those that are non-believers, they're surprised that you don't go with their, their lifestyle. Uh, they, you're surpri- they're surprised that you're not doing all of those things. And, and the, the fourth perspective here is, is this. Let the unbelieving world see your holy lifestyle. And that doesn't mean you live uh, like you're holier than thou with a holier than thou attitude, but that you just simply live to please the Lord Jesus Christ, to live in according to the will of God, as we said before. And when they see that, they may, as the scripture says here, malign you. Even if they don't understand you, even if they hate on you, uh, you continue to live that holy lifestyle because you're living to please God, number one, not to impress men, but to please God. And when you do that, that honors God. Verse five says, but they will give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. Remember, number five, keep this in mind. Understand that judgment is coming for the lost. Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 14 talks about the great white throne judgment and all those that are that are living and dead uh, everybody that's that's a non-believer basically what it's saying is going to stand before God and be judged and then they will be cast into the lake of fire eternal separation from God forever we've got to keep in mind that those around us that don't believe are facing the coming wrath of God the coming judgment of God and that ought to cause us to have a heart for verse 6 
And verse 6 says, For the gospel has for this purpose, because of the coming judgment, been preached even to those who are now dead, that though they are judged in the flesh as men, they may live in the Spirit according to the will of God. We preach the gospel so that they can be alive in the Spirit, so they can have eternal life. And so that next uh, uh, perspective is this. Understand that we have the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, to warn those that are headed for judgment. May God touch our hearts. May we have the right perspective. May we live looking at life the way God wants us to look at life through His lens, through His perspective. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.